0: Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. Thank you for joining us. Excited to be here We are very thankful for our guests that we have coming in today, and we have with us definitely an important person to the housing hour, Steve Kleber with Kleber & Associates, and this series that we have with Steve is called Leave It to Kleber. Absolutely. It's a fun title. It is a fun title. I don't know if Steve likes it or not, but I hope so. Um, i'm
2: flattered thank you <laughs>
1: absolutely and so mark is sort of the june cleaver of the show I here am. i put it together <laughs> ward thank you and i'm the ward exactly i'm the ward in is more of what it is um but steve is with us steve does a lot with uh, a variety of um aspects of uh the the home and um he uh within his organization is the leader within you know trying to to bring brands recognition, but also industry recognition, and just really just highlighting what's going on in, in housing. And 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 the thing that's so cool about housing, and that's why I love the name of our show, is that it encompasses just so many different things. It could be smart home technology, it could be energy, it could be community involvement, it could be fire prevention. I mean, it really just gives you a wide spectrum. And so today we're focusing back on um, new home technology, smart home technology, not new home technology, smart home technology. And Steve was on the show back in 2016, uh, right around the time that we had beaten Florida and Georgia uh, in that season back a couple of years ago. But anyway, and he had made some predictions, and those predictions were, I think – you know, I don't want to say they're safe predictions because really the the thing that happens with smart home technology, just like anything, you can have a climb and then it could bust. And then, you know, well, the technology doesn't fit in these different um, places. But I think, Steve, and we're going to play a clip in a couple of minutes here and, and, and let uh, Steve elaborate on that. But first, let me welcome in Steve officially. Steve, thank you again for joining us. Uh, i'm
2: proud to be here on the housing hour thank
1: you absolutely so um since you last were on the show and i think we maybe even had another show in between then but um there's been a lot of things ramping up a lot of things that are happening and you know steve where i get my information from which is definitely not the most sound approach um, is best buy because i go into best buy and i see that the new, the, the, the smart home technology section went from like a little kiosk to almost like a quarter of the store now.
2: And and they say that Best Buy is one of those stores that they sometimes call as a showroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you're going to buy online, it's a great opportunity to go in there and engage with the product and the salespeople.
1: Yeah, because especially with smart home stuff, because you know some people are further along the knowledge um, spectrum than others. Um, Some people, you know, they they go in and they see, okay, you can unlock and lock your doors. Okay, how how do I do that? So there's just a lot going on here, and I think. And I don't want to put people in boxes, but I think that the digital natives maybe understand it a little quicker than the digital immigrants just because it is a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit advanced for people like my father. I'm not trying to make fun of him. He's 70 years old and, you know, he called me a couple of weeks ago and asked me why his data was so high and and i went and looked and his tw- he had been on twitter all day you know so he doesn't understand some different things when it comes to the phone but there's there's definitely a bridge that people need to or a gap rather that people need a bridge don't they steve
2: and you know whether you're a digital native or as you said a digital immigrant what's important is to make sure that you're not a dinosaur <laughs>
1: That's right. Oh, and as a matter of dinosaur, coincidentally, but anyway, that's for another day. Um, before we actually move on, everybody that's listening, you can check out Steve's credentials and who he is and a little bit more about him by simply going to thehousinghour.com. Um, we have his little bio. We have some of the shows that we've done in the past. We'll have those linked up. Um, we'd love for you to go check out. Um, and then we'll also link to your website as well and some of your latest work, Steve, as, as well. So, um, And I don't know, Adam, do you have that clip ready he, here's a clip that we're going to pull up here in just a second that you and I and Mark had a show and the focus was smart home technology, 2016. It, it was already around. It wasn't brand, brand new, but it was in the midst of sort of its growth. And you saw a huge increase that was um, just coming into the future. Let me let the clip speak for itself.
2: Well, you mentioned that it might be an adolescent stage. We've got some research that says nearly half, of all Americans own or plan to own smart home technology this year in 2016. Wow. And by prediction, by 2020, there will be 30 billion connected products, and every product above $100 will be considered a smart product.
1: So... You made, and, and I don't know that that was your prediction. Maybe it was, but um, tell me where you where you um, finished. As far as has that come true? Is that in line with where we are today?
2: I, I think it's only um, scratching the surface of where we are today. Mm. It is almost every place we turn in the home is smart.
3: Mm-hmm. And what
2: I'd like to do with your audience today is to talk about what's new yeah. and predictions into the future about what's next.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Let's do that. And part of what I think that the future that we have to look into, and I'm sure that you'll agree to this, is that a lot of growth that's happening is because of these hubs. And, you know, you've got the big ones. You know, you have the um, Alexa, of course, and then you have the Apple, then you have the Google. Um, do you see those all three competing in this space forever, or do you see one rising to the top?
2: I think they're all going to compete with each other continuously into the cloud. Mm-hmm. We talk about the cloud in so many different uh, avenues. So whether you're dealing with a Mac or a PC, you're still going to score store on the cloud. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're moving from smart home technologies in the same way. So whether you're dealing with Nest or Ring or Google or Apple, ultimately we're going to be moving into artificial intelligence, and that is the most exciting avenues for us all. Oh,
1: that's exciting! And and when you when you step back and look out there in the current market, um, a lot of these, uh, you know, for instance, Canary is one that I use, and it's a smart home, uh, you know, camera, and you have multiple cameras, and it all it has an iOS device. I mean, it's not an iOS device, but it does feed into the iOS. I, I think maybe Android even has an app maybe that does also run it. But um, talk to me a little bit, because I've got so many questions and, and things that I'd love to pro- to pick your brain about. But why don't we first start about, you know, kind of where we are today and, and give me your assessment.
2: Sure. Well, um, smart home products continue to be on the rise. We're pretty familiar with thermostats and light bulbs and speakers and security systems. But there's a new category that is just becoming important this year, and it's leak and flood protection. Home water, from an insurance damage claim point of view, ranks second only to fire. When you Mm. have a leak in your home, you're dealing with damaged floors, cracked ceilings, ruined walls, mold, odors, and worse, displaced family and irreplaceable heirlooms.
1: Wow. That is a big, big, big topic because I know all of us have had one time or another a leak, whether it be in the basement, a crawl space. I mean, I don't even like going into my crawl space, to be honest with you, but is that where you're looking? It's going to be something that can monitor those, those maybe hard to get to places or is it just going to actually monitor the piping itself? How does it work?
2: It actually does monitor your water consumption habits. There's a new product called Streamlabs, and it is a smart home water monitor. It was launched this year at the Consumer Electronics Show, and it's been featured on CNET and Consumer Reports. And what it does is it monitors your water usage in real time. So let's say you're on vacation and there's a leak. It will alert you right to your smartphone. Okay. Easy to install. You don't have to cut any pipe, and it's less than $200.
1: Just to give the folks out there a little bit of an idea of how this could work, give you a quick story. Pam and I, we, I decided that I wanted to, I wanted our grass to be greener throughout the um, summer. So I set up a timer and I set up my, um, you know, uh, water to be on a regularly scheduled basis. And Pam, when she got the water bill, she actually fainted. I mean, almost literally. and. and I told her in advance, I said, this is going to increase the water bill. Well, even though I told her that she did not have anything to monitor that with, it was just me saying, oh, it's going to go up some, but she wasn't ready for what it was going to go up. So I'm sure that not only is it going to help for folks who are monitoring leaks, but it will also be able to give you that seasonal analysis of, oh, okay, we're now in the summer month, so here's what our average usage is so that. That wives around the world or husbands around the world don't freak out when they do see a little uptick in water consumption.
2: That's right. And as importantly, many homes have leaks that they're not even familiar with. Mm -hmm. It's not just the catastrophic event where your shoes are wet. This is where water is actually going down the drain. We're wasting water one drop at a time.
1: Oh, yes, we are, absolutely. And we want no drop left behind, so we want to make sure we take all of that into consideration. We have Steve Kleber with us from Kleber & Associates. Leave it to Kleber. He's awesome. Uh, check him out on thehousinghour.com. We'll give you his website. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: You will never catch me
0: Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. I don't think I said that in the first segment. My apologies, but Mm -hmm. Mark is here. He is the brains behind this operation. Um, He's got an ear for radio. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Um, But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We have Steve Kleber with us. Uh, Steve has been kind enough to come on and share his uh, information and his knowledge. Uh, he's ha- He's been on, what, five, six times yeah, at sure. least. And we have a series with him called Leave It to Cleaver, um, which is, of course, using the Leave It to Beaver theme uh, because Beaver knew everything, didn't he? Absolutely. And, and uh, he learned that from June and from Ward. Um, but that's not the case here because I'm Ward and you're June and and we're just here to just to soak it all up really. Um, but Steve, we were talking there in the tail end of that last segment about, this new monitoring service that is sort of making headway and, and a lot of people are are using. Um, Mark, you had a question.
4: Yeah, Steve, going back to that, if somebody sets this up in monitoring the water and, and stuff in the house, but they already have an existing leak, does this monitoring system just look at the difference in water usage or does it actually detect water?
2: It monitors over time the water flowing through your pipes from the point of entry. So it uses sonic waves to measure the flow. The average household leak can account for more than 10,000 gallons of water wasted every year. That's 90 gallons or more per day. That's equivalent to the amount of water we use to wash more than 360 loads of laundry. Wow!
1: I can't imagine how many kids that that could give water to.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, our leaks are here in america are more than what some countries in africa have for a whole year. Sorry to bring the mood down a little no. bit. Yeah, it,
2: it's true and they yeah. say that in the future we're going to be fighting wars over water instead of oil and with OPEC uh, announcing some members leaving it's probably a good time that we talk about water.
1: Right. Yeah, you had to get political, huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um that's good information though. And you're right. I mean, we had somebody on the show a few months a couple months ago Who built a dam in uh, Kenya and the people, you know, it was just simply a broken dam and he went in his organization and fixed it and the water was just flowing um, and it it helped and saved, you know, thousands of people Mm -hmm. basically. But you're right. I mean, it's it's also goes back to consumption as Americans. This type of technology, excuse me, it's got me all choked up, not literally, but this type of technology can help us to not just monitor our consumption, but also be cognizant of, you know, maybe we're overusing, maybe we're, we're needing to be a little bit more conscious of how much water we use. And with this technology and just like the new um, iPhone iOS 12, it allows me to monitor what my last week's use was on my phone so that i can start to regulate maybe the amount of time that i'm on facebook and things like that this is something that can help you oh my goodness look at how many gallons of water you used last month guys let's let's try not to you don't have to let the water heat up to scalding hot before you get in the shower okay that's what my kids like you know they won't get in there or my daughter she likes to run a bath like four times a day so i think did you have anything else on that mark no
4: i I didn't i just to Steve, going forward, um, monitoring systems like leakage, what about electrical leakage? Is there anything in the smart device for your electrical board?
2: I don't know of anything offhand. I'm sure that there are some um, products that affect your uh, energy usage in terms of electricity, gas, Um, but I'm I'm not familiar with them. I'm I'm very familiar with this, this water Mm-hmm. um device and, what's the and name I of it again? Your listeners to to go to streamlabswater.com and learn mm-hmm. more about it
1: streamlabswater.com
2: I've got it
4: pulled up I'll put that on the house hour tab. yeah
1: we will definitely tag that and make sure that people know where to go to find it so we're gonna pull up this other clip that um, we talked with you about in 2016 and this one um, revolves around uh, what we might do in our kitchen and our grocery habits and so forth. And so let's cue that up. Go ahead, Adam.
2: I'll give you a prediction. So imagine the technology that you have at the grocery store where the checkout clerk runs your product over and it it uses the barcode in order to price it. Well, that same barcode could be scanned when you put your milk in your refrigerator at which point it could tell you when your milk is out of date. Mm. Let's say you're at the local uh, grocery store and you want to uh, manage your inventory in your pantry and your refrigerator. It could tell you what you've got in there, and you've got 95% of the ingredients for beef stroganoff. Mm. Your milk is about to go out of date, and by the way, the flour is on sale on aisle four. All of that technology exists today.
1: And you know what? You can also buy the beef stroganoff on aisle seven, so you don't even have to have the ingredients. But to your point, and that was recorded, guys, for those of us you are listening, in 1987. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But it was 2016. Now, I know Amazon's come a long way. They've tried to corner that market. They do have some of this in process. But tell me what you think about that prediction. Where are we on that, that stuff?
2: We are so far beyond that we are already what's next mm. the idea of actually being at the grocery store may be something that our kids asked really happened because now wow. groceries are delivered to our front door and ultimately drones are going to open the garage door and leave them there for you
1: yeah click list <clears throat> here locally
5: in uh, uh adam do you use click list over there adam yeah we use it all the time i mean my wife builds the grocery shopping list sends it to the store and i just go right Pick it up and drive home with it. Yeah. And, Saves, and they'll charge you a few bucks to use it. Yeah. But the amount of money you save not being in the store of buying those random items that. Point of purchase mm-hmm. items that you're not needing, but mm-hmm. just grab. I mean, even that just saves you on the budget too. Yeah,
1: and they also have the delivery service as well, which you know we've looked at, and it's a little bit more expensive. But y- you have to start to figure out what's most convenient for you. But one of the
4: things that's real big is when I go to Kroger's, I'm competing in the aisleways with Kroger employees filling orders. I'm serious. Mm. I'm so annoyed when I go to Kroger's. They're they're mm. shopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all over the place. Have you not seen that yet? Oh, they're everywhere.
1: I don't go to the grocery store well, unless fine. I have to. But um, that's a, a person you, for that. Listen, so. if you want to talk about first world problems, folks, Mark just said he has to fight with the Kroger employees. <laughs> Over
4: the in the aisle.
1: So maybe I, I need to go to the clerk. I can just see Mark. He comes out of there with a red face, so angry at these Kroger. That's, <laughs> that's my can of beans. But Steve, Steve, what about, you said that the delivery, because I agree with you. I mean, personally, see, I'm different. I'm cut from a different cloth than my wife. My grandfather used to say, boy, you got a lot of quit in you. My wife, on the other hand, she'll go and she'll fight the crowds, whatever it has to be. But. Delivering it is more, I think, uh, more beneficial for me. Um, how are grocery stores getting around having to charge you? Can they not just fold that into the cost of the goods Some at some point?
2: Ultimately, it's going to have to be the case. And ultimately, we're going to have to decide what to do with all these garages now that we're using <laughs> Uber and Lyft. They're going to become <laughs> delivery docks for yeah. extensions of the store. That's and right. I and was, I was being... Um, serious about the drones. Already garage doors Mm. have RFID technology where you will be able to give permission to the deliverer, whether it be a drone or a truck, to be able to open your garage since you don't need a car anymore. Mm -hmm. And your back door will be locked. At that point, pallets of toilet paper and canned goods can be dropped off.
1: Guys, we're one step away from the Jetsons. Let's be honest. That's amazing. I mean, this is crazy. Um, And Steve, you talked about the drone, I, I we may have talked about that in the past, but I know that um, Amazon does have a pilot, no pun intended, or maybe pun intended, in some markets, but also Domino's has a little beta going, unless that was a fake video that I saw, that delivered a pizza to a home, which is a smart home technology, if you can get your steaming hot pizza right there delivered. But it was so cool. The the car, it was a self-driving car, came down the street. I saw that. And is that was that real? or do you know it's
2: it's it's very real in fact not only are we going to have to worry about what to do with the garages we're going to also have to worry about what to do with all these kitchens now that all of our food is delivered via grubhub and and uber eats etc
1: is there going to be the and actually leave it to beaver is a very good uh, example Are we going to have that traditional family still out there where, you know, June goes to the grocery store or maybe Ward goes on the way home and she makes the food and we're going to all be sitting around the table? Or are we just in a completely new uh, situation on the earth at this point in in our society?
2: Well, it's both new and old. It's interesting. Of course, I study the home and, and living spaces. It used to be that we didn't have driveways because the cars came in the back of the neighborhoods through alleyways. Mm. And similarly, we may not need driveways and garages again associated with being able to use rideshare. Also, in high-rises, do we need a kitchen in every single unit? Or perhaps we only have a gourmet kitchen on every third floor.
1: Hmm that's interesting well we only have one minute left in the segment and we this is so cool i love talking about this mm-hmm. and you know christmas is coming guys if you're out there listening and you'd like to purchase something for my christmas present then i will be giving you that in the last segment i will give you a list of things that i would like a wish list if you will you don't have to do it there's no pressure here but i will give you a p.o box and also my wish list coming up right after these messages
0: <laughs>
3: Jane, his
0: wife. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host, and also Adam, our producer, is also providing us a little bit of insight from the the individual who is using some of these services. ClickList was one that Adam spoke of, that Kroger's provides. Um, Steve mentioned, and, you know, one of the things, one of the drawbacks for us has been the cost associated with the delivery. Um, my wife would just much rather go do that herself, um, and but if it were free, then she would probably take, well, she would take advantage of it. Um, sometimes, you know, and that's you, the click list, even though it is very convenient in her mind, you know, she still has to go in and, and do the click list and, and actually create the, the grocery list. But then the, it comes back to, hey, we're doing the same thing every month. So you can create, Sort of a, Adam, you had something to say
5: about that? Well, I, was, I was digging through some of the ClickList stuff the other day, and they have recipes on Kroger's website. So they have like thousands of recipes that you can load to your account. Mm. And then you literally click this, and it will show you all the ingredients for it. You say, add this to cart, and then that's how you build your month's meals. That's brilliant. And so those are the kind that of things, and that's even a very early layer to it. I mean, they can go a lot deeper than that, but yeah. I mean, those are the type of things they're getting into now, and they've got the ready meals and those kind of things that literally will just pop up. You have your recently ordered items, so you know that you buy, you know, this type of cereal bar all the time. Well, there it is, mm-hmm. and you're probably out right now. So go ahead and click that and add to cart, and then you're done.
1: Or like yours, you know, Bud, your Budweiser yeah. or your specific... Well, Miller High Life. Miller High Life, you know, whatever it is. Milwaukee's best for Mark. Steve, what's your beer of choice?
2: The Champagne of Beers.
1: And that is <laughs>
2: Miller Highlight. Miller
1: ah, High Life. Good man. There you go. I love it. Um, but you know, Steve, this really goes back to how technology is changing everything, and will continue to do so. What are some things, sort of on the horizon, that we need to be looking for, other than the two that you've already spoke of?
2: Right. So we've talked about what's new. Now let's talk about what's next. Mm. What's next is artificial intelligence. It's taking home tech from smart to truly intelligence. Mm. Like Waze for your car, it's all going to be about the user experience for the home. That experience is going to be able to know more about you. It's going to know about your calendar, and like Waze, it will know about your traffic patterns. It will learn your routines, and it will adapt. For example, you start walking to the door. Your home is going to know, and it's going to open your garage door. It's going to start your car, and it's going to unlock your gate.
1: Mm. Wow, that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg, um, and I think that it worries me a little bit because. Does it also have a function in there where it says, Kevin, you should not be doing this anymore? (laughs) I I I wouldn't
2: be surprised (laughs) if that's on the horizon. But, for example, your home is going to know your schedule. For example, if you have an early flight in the morning, it will set your alarm clock for the amount of time that it knows you're going to need in order to get to the airport. It's going to start cooling down your temperature earlier in the evening because it knows you're going to want to go to bed earlier. It's going to play the kind of music that you enjoy when you wake up. It will know the difference between whether you are having a cocktail party or a dinner party, and it will appropriate the music for each of those events.
1: Oh, that is so cool. Now, remember the – go ahead.
2: Well, what about, you know, on how
4: in 2001 Space Odyssey? Oh, that's has, what I was getting ready to talk it's about. It's got the electronic eye looking over the house or, yeah. you know, lo- looking over the spacecraft. Is that what we're talking about, too?
2: It, we Basically. already have technology where your dishwasher knows to reorder soap supplies on its own and calls maintenance. Mm-hmm. So, yes.
1: It, I mean, it, it's, it's – Alexa's as ornery as she was. I'll be honest with you. And Siri, I mean Siri needs to upgrade, I'll have to be honest with you. I've got she, Google Home. Uh Google Home? Mm. I, I don't have any experience with Google Home. Nor do I with um with Apple Hub or whatever they call it. So I've I've been locked in with Alexa, which is interesting, Steve, because these technologies that you just now gave us the vision for the future, then it's going to come back to those three big, you know, big pieces of you know, big you know companies that are gonna be fighting for the best ecosystem and the first is not always going to be the winner. It's going to be the one that, that fits you and fits sort of, you know, in the more, in the most economical and ergonomical way. Cause I find that Alexa has certain things that I'm just like, guys, really who, who made this? And then I'm, I'm at other times I'm like, well, this is brilliant, you know? So isn't it going to come back down to, okay, where are we going to focus our attention first and who can master that?
2: right and all of them are in competition with being able to adapt to this cloud we're really in version four it started with version one as physical buttons and physical switches you know your light switch Mm -hmm. we moved to a combination of physical and digital when we started with the nest thermostat you could Mm -hmm. actually adjust it by hand but it would integrate into your phone then we were pure digital where we integrated tv music and lighting and then we went, as you're describing now, to voice with Alexa and Siri. Mm. But version five that I'm predicting is right around the corner is when artificial intelligence actually anticipates your needs.
1: So right now, okay, let let me see if I understand. Right now, with Alexa, for instance, I can create several different types of i don't know what they call them but you know what i'm talking about you can create different um, things to happen um but you have to create all of that so your your vision is a world where you plug in a few things but then it starts to monitor what you do and then it's going to retrofit itself if you will to your lifestyle
2: you won't need to tell it what to do. Right. It will automatically anticipate your needs as a result of a learning ecosystem.
1: That's really cool because I got the kids or we got the kids uh, um, an Echo Dot for Christmas or somebody got it. I don't remember. We've got them. Let's put it that way. And they're in each of my kids' rooms. And so I have the, um, the main one downstairs. So we have three of those. And so what I love about it is... You know, I can say I can set a wake up sequence for each of my kids so that at a certain time it will do what I want it to do. It might turn the light on. It might um, play a particular song. It might say a motivational quote. It has just a variety of things that you can set up. Same thing goes for my work as well. I have an echo plus at, at work. And, you know, we're starting to realize some of the benefits at work even, which we didn't even get into that today. But that could be a future show. Um, so the learning will come, and then I'm sure that you can um, put icing on the top of certain functions if you want, but it's going to serve up your most n- common needs, like you mentioned. Okay, Delta Airlines, you got a flight at McGee-Tyson leaving at 7.33 a.m. It knows that on domestic flights you got to get there an hour in advance. It's going to know when to set your alarm. It's going to know when to turn your air conditioning down. So, But you're still going to have to have a hub, or do you anticipate a new product emerging out of the market?
2: Ultimately, all of these products will integrate through sensors into a cloud-based ecosystem.
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: what we really need to worry about is when our bathroom starts integrating with the insurance and the doctor's industry and tells us through our waste products what our health and wellness is going to be.
1: I'm going to let that just resonate for a minute for everybody it's because true, it's very true it's it's going to and, and you know it's like oh uh, you know some of the people who might have a little bit uh, you know heavier drinking or maybe they are eating very poorly and they can say you know hey your levels of fat are at this level in your diet uh we need to be man that's that's actually scary to think about because maybe they could get that uh, ability to do that by you signing some sort of life insurance policy or and it's in the, in the fine print and they, and you're giving them permission to tie into your hub um, unknowingly. Is that what you're saying?
2: Boy, wait till we play that clip back in a couple of years. Oh,
1: wow. (laughs) That's kind of scary, Steve. That's kind of scary. How can we protect ourselves going forward?
2: Well, the, the, you know, those are the concerns that people have about artificial intelligence. Are the robots going to be running the world or are the uh, humans going to be running the world? Mm-hmm. And um, it, it can be scary. But like any form of yin and yang, there is risk and there is reward. And we have to look at what the opportunities are.
1: Yeah. Do you know, have you ever seen that? May, may have asked you this before, but it was a Disney movie that came out. WALL-E. Um, wall Wally. Yeah. Wally. Did you ever see it?
2: Yeah, there was a lot of things that that rang true. Uh, And of course, again, I, I am involved with primarily our living spaces and how those integrate with us. And I primarily concentrate on the convenience and adding time to our lives right but, but there are certain fear factors associated with where we're heading as well
1: exactly because like the just because the only person I really got to see him living in his environment was the captain of the ship If you haven't seen the movie, go see it it's a great movie you talk about being able to anticipate the future but they but people in this wally world they don't live on earth any longer they have now went up to a cruise ship uh, in the sky essentially and everything is served to them and and people become very big because their chair does everything but the long and short of it is you know in the future steve this is maybe a clip that we can play my grandkids grandkids could play but there is going to be a point in the future where there are going to be you know certain people in society that are going to say you know what the super earth that's only 2 light 200 light years away we have a way to get there i think i'm going to go live there we'll talk about that in this next segment right after these messages
0: Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome back into The Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host, and June Cleaver today. I'm Ward Cleaver, and this is Steve Cleaver, who is on the phone with us. This segment, this this series is Leave It to Cleaver. Steve Cleaver is with Cleaver & Associates. He is a guru of everything. Home and technology, and even uh, I've read several of his articles. He he specializes in a variety of different types of um, things that are associated with your house. And I I remember him giving us uh, the landscape of what was going on with um, outdoor furniture. That was really cool. Some of the things that were on the on the horizon. We should have Steve back coming up in spring. Talk That's more right. about that. But. Um, and I'm sure there's a um, smart home technology that is specific to the outside of the home that he could probably really wow us with. Um, and he's talked a little bit about that, but we're, we're talking today about uh, smart home technology and everyone has either an Alexa, maybe not everybody. I don't know what the, what are the stats now? Do we have any stats that talks to how many people are even using smart home technology?
2: I think it relates back to how many people have a smartphone in your pocket because mm. ultimately virtually every product has some kind of application um, from your home to your smartphone. The the smartphone in your pocket has more um, processing power than the full computers that we used when we landed a man on the moon.
1: Oh, that's incredible. You know, speaking of, the earth and what all the earth has to offer. We do, and this is maybe an off the subject, but it's kind of not. Um, do you ever see a day where there'll be other um, communities on other planets within the next hundred years? Because that's kind of where you see us trying to go.
2: Well, we, we are worried about our resources and mm-hmm. um, I don't know if the current probe that just landed this week on Mars has anything to do with that. I'm sure at some level we're looking for, Um, gold and diamonds, um, being in a capitalistic society. Mm. But uh, as we talked about before, we're very concerned about our water usage. And um, more and more areas in the U.S. are experiencing drought,
3: Mm. and conserving
2: water is more important. Are we going to find water on another planet?
3: Yeah. Uh, Because
2: on this one, right now, household leaks waste approximately 1 trillion gallons of water annually. And that's equal to the annual household water usage of 11 million homes.
3: There are people
2: that come to our country and say, let me understand this. You're watering your lawn with drinking water. You're washing your car with drinking water. Mm -hmm. You're flushing your toilet with drinking water. And they can't understand the... Um, cavalier attitude associated with our water usage. Adam can- I'm convinced that products like Streamlabs that we talked about in the previous segment mm-hmm. are going to become more and more important. So while we worry about tomorrow we should also be concerned about today.
1: Can we back up and uh, delete out that segment where I talked about watering my grass? I'm just kidding. Um, No, but you're right. And and there's no doubt that there is a lot of waste. And I mean, the resources, of course, you know, you had the climate uh, scientists that came out just a few short weeks ago that um, delivered a report to the White House that talked about Um, more worsening conditions and how global warming is a real thing. And, you know, of course, then Trump tweets out, no, it's not a real thing. And then the smartest people in the entire universe are saying, yes, it is a real thing. But Trump and his hair is smarter than everybody else. But anyway, you know, there are resource declines. We have to be cognizant of the fact that we have to take care of what we have, whether that be burning fossil fuels or whether that be watering your lawn with drinking water. Um, these things, you know, don't just last forever. And you mentioned in the other segment about um, there's going to be maybe wars fought over water rather than oil. Um, And I can definitely see that happening, too, with these new technologies, maybe not as dependent on oil. It doesn't become as big of an issue, but water is the only thing that will Um, keep life going and your body's made up of like 80% water. But anyway, um, I think that all of what you talked about is so prevalent for us because this will give people the opportunity if they want, if they really have a a concern about our resources, just like you said, with, with the water monitoring um, technology, it will also give us the ability to pull back in areas. Maybe we're spending too much time, you know, watering our lawn or too much consumptions happening.
2: And by monitoring your usage, the product can actually pay for itself.
1: Oh, yeah. No doubt about it.
4: Steve, do you see a time, because a while back when we were doing some on energy, um, we talked about carbon footprint and the government and the world governments monitoring carbon footprints and output. Um, do you see to some of these devices used by the government to monitor our water you know, usage and carbon footprint and all of this in order to get to a point where they're really legislating us. They don't even everything. care
1: right now. I mean,
4: do you see that as a possibility? It,
2: it could be, but I think first is likely to happen where there will be an economic benefit. We talked in the previous segment about your dishwasher through the artificial intelligence can decide when to run based on peak energy costs. So if the dishwasher sets to monitor the expense ratio of the electricity, and chooses the time that is most beneficial, whether it be 2 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. So I think, um, and maybe I'm just a capitalist at heart, um, the idea of using economic incentives rather than punitive uh, laws may be the first step.
1: And the smart grid as well, which we had the guy on, um, is a bigger and more, I think, a more massive impact on more people, because right now our grid in America is shot Right. It's old. It's old. It's not efficient. And so guess what? Who's paying for that? The consumer is paying for that. And if we could um, upgrade some of our, you know, our grids and maybe that's in the works. But, there, you know, there's a lot of consequences, you know, to not having technology and not having the right fit for the right circumstance. I mean, just now at our office back there, I was trying to make coffee and pop popcorn at the same time, and it shut the power off of our offices. So the smart grid could probably do what you spoke of with the with the washing dishes on a much larger scale as well, which I think we need.
2: And something else to think about is our homes actually generating their own power hmm. through ideas like solar, where they can actually sell back excess Right.
1: energy to the grid. Yeah. In, yeah, we've had shows
4: mm-hmm. on with Scott Higgins of Prudent Energy. We've talked about that quite a bit cuz that is so important and it's a big piece yeah. of it. But do you, one thing I don't understand is
1: geothermal too.
4: Uh, geothermal is a geothermal? Um, Steve, help help me with this. We talked about artificial intelligence. Is there artificial intelligence in these devices now or is this the way of the future? and, and if they're in there, what application are there cuz I'm missing
2: it? I think the easiest way to Uh, get our arms around this is to think about back in time when we had the mills and the water wheel and it would drive the sewing machines through a central shaft and eventually the sewing machines plugged in and you didn't need the central shaft anymore or in computers where you had the server and they had what they called dumb terminals they would hook up to the server And ultimately, now you have the processing power in your own pocket. And it won't surprise me that similarly, homes are going to be able to process their own power and be able to not only disconnect from the grid, Mm. but ultimately, as we said before, to be able to sell back to the grid.
1: Well, that's good because I know that there are companies that are trying and have Wampler sausage in here locally is one of them where they're not even taking any off of the grid. I don't know if they're still doing it. It's been a few years. I'm sure they are. Um, we had Harvey Abalada on and who right. helped to bring that technology to them. But um, they are actually putting power back onto the grid. And, and you're right. What I don't get, and this is a whole other show, is why as, as a government that we aren't spending more time and effort to try to figure all of this out if this is what um, is going to be the biggest stumbling block in the future. Why? It's
2: the difference between the brands that are selling to the masses or the individuals who are creating brands in order to be self-sufficient.
1: Do you think it has something to do with, you know, the fuel out there that's for sale does run a lot of this old technology, and maybe it could be the huge amount of money within the gas company lobbyists that maybe are are uh, dampering or t- keeping this technology from you know, evolving? Is that, is there any truth to that? Or am I just making I'm, that I'm up?
2: not sure where the motivation is, but all we have to do is look at cars that are run by batteries mm. and to say, who would have thought that we would be able to put batteries in a car and that technology and the Teslas and several other brands are revolutionizing the way we move from point A to point B. And similarly, we're revolutionized the way that we involve ourselves with our living spaces.
1: That's that's so true. And and Steve, we're coming to the end of the show today. Um, thank you on behalf of Mark and Adam, for sure. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you, Mark. Thank
1: you, Kevin. Absolutely. And we will have this show up for you on thehousinghour.com to share with friends and family. We'll also want to point out that you can go to facebook.com slash thehousinghour and get more information about us. Thehousinghour.com is the mothership. It is that ship that Wally had out in the sky, but we've got a lot of goodies on there. So please go and check it out. And, guys, we will see you next time right here on the Housing Hour.